Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to part two of a discussion about body confidence with James Smith and a bird called Lindsay Kane. Lindsay, so is it... Am I just like trying to make myself feel better because I'm a pepper army with more ladies' pistols than guns? Or is it true that the majority of women, within reason, don't want a broccoli ball bag? I think most of my friends, it, the first thing is like laughter. Like, is the, you know, will it obviously kind and all those different things? Yeah. But it is, like, my mum used to always say to me, Lindsay, you know, your dad every day makes me laugh. So when you're older, like, find someone that makes you laugh because that will take you to the very end. Just so happens, yeah, obviously, in that. Okay, I'm not going to let you get away with that but, easy, though, because it's all tall, dark, and handsome. I mean, in 2022, women with PhDs want man bigger than me. It's like, how caveman is that shit? No, it's bigger. Problem? Yeah, no, but no, but what, what I'm saying is there are some physical things that women find attractive. Height, no, you, no, but I, my preference is I like dark hair and, and you know, so, and you did, well, you made I, me yeah. really laugh. Not too and, much. Sometimes you have to take an ibuprofen just to, no, but just he, to deal. But from when we met, like 10 years ago, yeah. your body, everything you, you, is improved. And I'm not just saying it, but he has massively James improved. As soon as I started following James, boom. Plus. No, but you, you have, like, your body's massively changed from when we first met. But, it, but the, my, I'm asking you whether it would matter. No, because I fancied you as a person. Like you, like I, I just liked so, you as a so bit. I, going... I couldn't see what you had underneath the t-shirt. No, no, time. it did take two drinks, didn't it? Oh my god, shut up! <laughs> so it's interesting you say that. You said uh, women with PhDs, and women are more women go to university than men now. The rates of men in university is dropping. The majority of women, or let's say, if a woman is smarter than her counterpart, I think they have a higher uh, chance of divorce. So, especially if a, if a woman earns more than a man, it's a forty percent more likely to really? yeah so end up in men. divorce. That's because yeah. men can't yeah, handle yeah, yeah. it, basically, right? I can, yeah, I can. I see think that. women really struggle with the idea. Not speaking on all women, this is a statistic from a guest out of my podcast, where uh, if the woman is more intelligent than the man, like it, it causes a rift in the relationship. Most women won't date a guy that they feel is less intelligent than them. So we're actually going to see like a bit of an issue moving forward in the next 20, 30 years that we're going to have a larger pool of well-educated women and a smaller pool of educated men. So God, we're gonna... just look at the image of all these Neanderthals with boners. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Please, someone touch the end of it. What do you think of Proust? Um, I can get you off a curtain. It's, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting for sure. But I think if people don't, if we don't get this across, especially to younger generations, we got, we got, guy, I get, 17 year olds asking me about steroids i'm like you're, you haven't oh finished puberty yet i wanted to ask you about that because obviously steroids i mean i was semi-joking but not joking we i don't know my old man pegged it 
young and he was a he was young for, for someone who goes to the gym three times a week he was 62 still going to the gym three times a week still got that not actively taking steroids but did for 15 years and when we did the post-mortem sure enough bicuspid aorta that's the little one with the three mercedes signs triangular flat you should have three triangles my dad had two who knows if the steroids did it who knows if he had glandular fever as a kid i don't think he could have got away 15 years of that but he didn't know we know now what steroids do and yet usage is on the as i understand it on the rise we have usage and abuse which i like to distinguish same with alcohol you've got use and abuse now when looking at women and hrt and men with trt so when women reach the age of menopause which can be between 30 and 50 most commonly at 50 hormonal intervention is great because in essence we're seeing like a castration effect where women's reproductive hormones hit the ground and that intervention is amazing and also men with low mood low sex drive low libido uh, giving them, you know, therapeutic amounts of testosterone is massively improving their mental health, state of mind, training, morale, all of that. But when we're looking at anabolic steroid abuse, this is where we start seeing the issues, especially where we're growing large amounts of tissue on the body. It's almost like rush hour on the London Underground. When there's too much demand for the capacity of what's what the circulatory system is, is like the London Underground, passengers get on and off. But if you're abusing that system, all you need is one failure and suddenly you're in a lot of trouble. Now, steroids are becoming more widely available. There's a lot of uh, issues with them as well, where when you come off them, you need to go through therapy, but the therapeutic parts are more expensive than the steroids. What do you mean? Oh Physi so, physical therapy or- Do, you, or do they get a buzz from it? Like, what is it that they, what, when you say an abuse, is it like an addiction that they've got? It kind of is, and I've taken anabolic steroids so I can speak firsthand. It's like a 12 week holiday where strength goes through the roof, performance through the roof, muscle mass through the roof. Do you hold on to it afterwards though? You keep a bit. Really? You keep probably 30% if you train right coming off of it. And I mean, if you look at like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? People love to he's say he's natural, but he's bigger at 40 than he was at 30 and bigger at 50 than he was at 40. Does he take steroids? Oh, come on, Lynn. I can't say objectively. I've never seen his bloods, okay. but you know, they say if you hear hooves outside, it's, it could be a zebra, it's probably a horse, yeah. right? So uh, <laughs> you, you take the steroids, that's amazing. But when you get like a, a, an incredibly high amount of testosterone in your system, your body doesn't have to produce it anymore. So your testicles go into atrophy. So your balls shrink. There's a notion that your, your dick gets smaller on steroids. No, your dick's hard all the time. It's your balls that shrink. But then you need to kickstart those. So men end up taking uh, drugs that you give to kids at puberty when their balls don't drop. Oh they have God. to take breast cancer drugs to stop them from getting gynecostia, which is breast tissue in the, in the chest. So a lot of guys now that you'll see young guys 16 17 on tiktok you can notice from their nipples that they're developing breast tissue so now you're having 20 year olds having to have uh, operations to have tissue removed from behind their nipple to stop it it's so sensitive you'll see some footballers bandaging their chest before they play because of the pain the football shirt is rubbing on their nipples sure. so you've got these issues that you're getting then people are getting acne testosterone issues and testosterone as a hormone is such a key player in mood so a lot of depression that we see with bodybuilding circles and people in the fitness realm, it's coming from low testosterone. And if you abuse a gland that gives you a feel-good hormone, similar to abusing cocaine or MDMA, mm -hmm. and again, cocaine use, cocaine abuse, MDMA use, MDMA abuse, ketamine use, ketamine abuse, there are therapeutic amounts. Ketamine is now legal in the United States. I hope to treat no depression. one went to Glastonbury's watching this. Uh, so. <laughs> well, and again, in America, there, um, I was at a party where someone showed me a ketamine nasal spray bottle with a prescription sticker on it. It's one a day in, uh, in America because the studies, same for LSD, have helped to show with mental health and mood and like signs of depression. But if people are taking black market substances that aren't created in labs, yeah. they're created in people's houses and injecting it in their ass cheek twice a week to build muscle. The reason I took it is so that I'd be taken seriously in the fitness industry. I'm so fortunate that in my mid twenties, I broke away from that cycle. 
But so many people haven't, and so many people mm. are still in that battle of no one will love me, no one will take me seriously, and I'll never achieve on TikTok or Instagram unless I get bigger, stronger, and more muscular. Yeah. I should go out as a health warning on all the products. So I, I will ask you in a minute about training, the difference between training women and training men, because you'll have a, a unique perspective on it. But obviously, Lynn, the main, the main thing I think women could, could go through in their life is having a baby and then recovering from it. And you see a lot of, I gave birth yesterday and now I've got a flat stomach, like the, the next normal. day. So I'm guessing they fall into what you, James was saying in the beginning, the 0.001% yeah. have some sort of genetic freak where their tummies push back down yeah, in a but- day. Sorry, what were you going to... No, it's, it's an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. There are people out there that have got thousands of people on their app. And if they take the top 0.1% of responders, that's a lot of people's before and after photos to put on their posts to then drive traffic to their next challenge or their next membership. Mm-hmm. So I make a point of not posting my client's progress. I run a 12-week challenge every every 12 weeks. So I've got a whole load of people in their underwear looking pretty good with yeah. the progress they've made. But you want to be in my underwear. Not yet. <laughs> I did. I DM'd you one, remember? Oh. <laughs> I'll sell it to anyone watching this. <laughs> so like you've got these, you've got this top echelon of responders that people use to mass market again. So again, it's one of those things where the postnatal one's massive. Yeah. And you know, to, and again, women's health are guilty of this as well. How to be a fit mum, how to bounce back from pregnancy. These are hugely nuanced subjects as well, where women now don't, they are wondering whether or not they should have separation when separation in uh, the diastasis recti is such a common. That's what I'm to a friend of ours where the ab, the yeah, yeah. ab muscles split. Yeah. So if you're relaxed, your tummy looks like it's doing that, but it's not. It's just because the, the yeah, I had no idea what that actually was until. But how do you, how does it make you feel when you look at these unrealistic post-pregnancy things? What was your experience? I, th- I think I think if I was slightly younger, it would really affect me because I was I'm a bit older, you know. So I, I was I nearly finished uni when Facebook and everything started coming out. Um, and Instagram, but I know from like younger people in my family that you know that they're looking at these people that are having a kid and then the next week posting in a crop top, they're seeing well that's what's normal. Like, oh, so that's what happens after you get after the kid comes out, then your stomach goes down. I know that was I twenty eight when I had Minna. Um, I think it was twenty eight, but I actually thought well when the, when I've had her, my stomach will go back. Obviously, it's not going to be toned or anything or. It's just gonna put my stomach will go down. That's the biggest thing that shocked me was actually the baby came out and my stomach was as if she was still there. I think most and blokes think, think that as well. Like there's a real ignorance yeah. around what happened. And so I was like, oh right, but hang on, I see all these people on social media and they're all like in you know, back in bikinis and stuff. Does that not happen? Like and it was like, is it me? And it's like, no, it's not. Actually, that's really normal your body to you know it's traumatic like I had a c-section and you know again like people oh you have done the easy way you had a c-section no like a it's not easier like it's quite a traumatic thing and you know to to be around a comedian when you've had a c-section is not good like you have to be in a fetal position to sneeze or laugh I wasn't like physically abused yeah yeah no you know to do some sit-ups or laugh like you have to be in a full fetal position to make sure you don't pop a stitch but you know it's just when you have a baby it's really difficult to be on social media and see all this perfect you know oh look I've got like Minna used to moan all the time so I couldn't physically leave her to do a workout and plus I couldn't be asked. and I think women who've had a baby need to not be so hard on themselves to think I actually can't be bothered I will get there eventually I spend a lot of time on social media uh, realigning people's kind of vision with that as well where people go how can I get rid of the c-section pouch how can I get rid of the mum tum all of these things and I'm like 
again, back to effort, are you doing your best? If so, you're gonna have to deal with this. Yeah. And when they have a tough time with that, I'm like, let me put you in front of 10 women who couldn't have kids. Because yeah. they're looking at your mum time and your C-section pouch mm -hmm. going, fuck me, I'll do anything for that. Yeah. You're looking at them going, I don't do anything for that. I'm like, you guys need to talk yeah. because it's an unrealistic expectation again. Yeah. Same with the dad bod thing, which kind of pisses me off. They're like, oh, you're gonna gain weight being a dad. Would you rather be a father to a fucking child and be there? Or would you rather be in shape without a kid, say you're trying or whatever? Like this is just cause and effect. And if you're gonna be a good parent, I always say you have business, body and relationships as like a trifecta. You can only really focus on two at the same time. So if you're really gonna focus on your relationships and your business and keep things afloat, the physique's probably gonna fall a little bit. And again, yeah. if you think you can have all three, just because some people do, doesn't mean everyone can. Yeah, and that's what's unrealistic. Are, there, are those, talking about social media, because we were talking about this last night, yeah. weren't we? we were a yeah. bit drunk last night. Those people, that, we won't name any names, because I've got a lot of friends in the industry and no enemies at the moment. Are they just lying and putting up yes, fake stuff absolutely. on their social media? It, it's not actually possible up. to have all three, is it? Unless you've got a team of nannies, fake ass raising your children behind the scene. Absolutely, they've got cleaners, housekeepers, nannies, uh, and the kids are- got, No, but James is saying it's not, it, it's not possible for everyone to have all three. I'm like, but can anyone have all three if they're not faking one of the elements with steroids or, or whatever? So one of my most famous videos is where I talk about something called the swimmer's body illusion, where people look at swimmers, they want that physique, so they start swimming. Then a few months in, they don't look that way. And they're like, what the hell? I thought I would look that way. And then you realize swimmers don't look the way they do because they swim, they swim because of the way they look. Rugby players, people go, James, you're big and broad because you play rugby. I go, no, I play rugby because I'm big and broad. When yeah. I ran at people at school, they went down. They started running, I started doing rugby. So, <laughs> Is that why I'm funny? Because I'm thin and weedy. Potentially. <laughs> so then you got- Shit, man, that, people, that explains. <laughs> you got people with zero effort of a six pack and look good. They don't become a coach because you know people go, oh, you're empathetic, you're a good coach. People go, you should become a PT. So suddenly you mm. got people in the industry yeah. that don't look the way they do because of what they preach. They preach what they preach because of the way they do. They jump around the front room for 30 minutes each day and people go, fuck, I need to give him my money. So yeah. that's not the reason why. And that's why they can often come across disingenuous or a lot of people do what they do and they don't get any results from it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. 
how much do you think social media was responsible for this almost epidemic we see in like body dysmorphia from men and women? You, is, it, is it 90% responsible? Would it have happened anyway if social media hadn't been invented? I know because we, we, we've changed the way we behave in a night out, like, you know, before Facebook, well, MySpace, wasn't it? We'd, we'd have disposable cameras or we'd have to, up, digital cameras have to upload them to an album. Now everything is constantly on your phone. Oh, you mean like fake fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, because we just, sometimes see girls sat there. Oh, yeah, when we've been out and they'll be like, and then like, oh, well, like pretending they're having fun. It's like just so I've seen shit. people out for dinner on their own in Tulum, influencers on their own just sitting there. Then they get someone to get like a camera light out, and, and then like they come alive. for a free dinner, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is so..." And but then TV as well is also to blame. So I've yeah, had a lot of TV reality. appearances, but they're like, "So what workout are you doing?" I was like, "We have an obesity epidemic. How about you ask me to give people five ways they can drop fat without counting calories? Mm. Why the hell am I going to come and do press ups on live TV? We're going to solve the nation's problem. Like, this is actually TV and other places it is otherwise. So it's education is isn't it about? I don't think a lot of times people don't really know what. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing half the time, and I said to so to you, I said, should I be upping my protein? Should I be then lifting heavier? Should I be doing heavier weights, but less reps? Like, I, know, I, I, know I don't actually know what I'm doing. You, know, you are. I know a good PT. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's fucking expensive though. It's yeah, yeah. less than a month. But it's, you're completely right. But look, as long as you're putting the effort in, you're kind of, you know, like I said before, doing your best in that room. You don't have to be an expert. Yeah. You just have to be doing something that works. And yeah, it, it is one of these kind of crazy kind of worlds that we live in, again, between generations. So would I be fair to assume you two are millennials, technically? No, thank you though for that. How, how old are you, if I'm honest? 34. Yeah, I think you still count as millennials. I'm 47 in August. Shut up. Let me lick you up and down. Wherever you get your it's greens brilliant. juices in the morning, I need some of that. Do you know what happened to me in the week? And I've been unbearable ever since. The Dream Boys messaged me to do a one-off dance with them. Obviously, they're taking the piss, but to me, that was... I've not heard. And I've had, to, I've had to send Lindsay loads of videos with me, like slamming my scrotum on the desk in travel lodges and stuff. We, <laughs> we, we would, I mean, Lindsay, Lindsay and I would probably spend about five and a half hours a day on average on a screen. When we look at Gen Z and younger generations, they're eight and a half hours a day. So it's only getting yeah. worse. So when you look at yeah, generations yeah. by age group, the amount of time they're spending on smartphones is only getting worse and worse. So any problems we have, it's nearly twice as bad for younger generations. Yeah, and we got so, seven, oh, I've got, our daughter's nearly seven. Eight. Terrifies me. I can only hope with that generation there's going to be some sort of, you know, the way the very young people now don't drink and don't have sex, and it's like an up yours to Generation X. I'm hoping that backlash happens with social media, where there's a kind of sort of throwback to analog with people reading newspapers and stuff. Um, I, for the last 10 minutes, I just want to leave some space to talk about work and relationships because there is some evidence that people who are more body confident do better at work, even if their qualification levels are the same. In fact, this has been studied. So, you know, like we, we go out and we march if we find there's inequalities to do with gender or race, and rightly so. But there is as much inequality in your outcome if you are good looking and toned than if you're not. And no one talks about it. And height, one we can't change. For every inch of a man's height, he drops below six feet. He drops 10,000 pounds a year in income. I mean, talk about a prejudice that you can't change by accident of your birth. I've never seen a march. I've never seen a slogan. I've never seen a riot. I've never seen a protest. Yeah, I will earn less money because I'm not shredded and tall. WT motherfucking F is going on there. There's something about CEOs over six foot. The majority of like CEOs are over six foot. Really? Yeah, there's a, the better looking you are, the less your sentence will be going to jail. The guilty, not guilty verdict is an influence, but your amount of time you're spending in jail is. Face symmetricality and trustworthiness, yep, yep, even yep. teeth and trustworthiness. So, so these okay. things we can't change. So my question is the thing we can change the confident, you've, we've all seen the ugly guy in the pub that hoovers up because he's confident 
Do you know what I mean? I don't give a yeah, shit. Birds a love me. Yeah. I've always been the yeah, same. Yeah. Double sleeves. Yeah. So can we improve our vocational outcomes by, yes, working a little bit and becoming healthier and becoming more confident in our body, but changing our mental attitude towards our body positivity? Do you think there is that we could achieve more? I think it's the double-edged sword as well because people that are in better shape usually more organized. They're more long strategists looking the long term of the outcome of things. There's even a statistic about people in relationships living longer. But I would say that people that do the health-seeking behaviors of living longer are more appealing to be in a relationship with. So that's where the statistics can be yeah. a little bit skewed. Yeah. Yeah. So rather than saying marriage makes you live longer, living long longer keeps you in a marriage. So yeah. Yeah. it's one of those two things that- you know, The interesting thing about that statistic though is men, if they're not married in the 70s, 80s, tend to die earlier than men who are married. Backs up what you said. But the statistic is not as powerful in the other direction. Basically women who aren't married seem to do perfectly fine without miserable Barry telling them they can't park. <laughs> so that's just a, just a quick asterisk on that stat. But I'm interested, what do you think though? For example, your own experience is you've never really been into exercise and all of a sudden it's like someone switched the chip on in your head in the last two years, maybe during lockdown or something. And you've changed, you've never ever done a selfie, you've never done a video, you had a beauty business where you wouldn't post a single selfie of yourself because you were too self-conscious and didn't want to look like you were doing thirsty posts. It's like someone switched to switch. Do you think it's linked to more body confidence or not? Well, I, I know I've said this so many times to you, but the book Five Regrets of the Dying changed my outlook on life during the pandemic because I'm just like, what? why over all these years have I given a shit about people who I don't know, worried about what they might think of me? I'm always, I've always been quite conscious, not insecure, but conscious, oh, you know, I might look like that way or, you know, he's in that industry. I don't want to look like I'm whatever. And then I was like, I don't actually don't give up. I don't care. I actually don't care what people think now. And I think that's what's changed for me. So do you think it's just a coincidence that you suddenly started working out and getting a buzz off it and feeling because better? Because I feel like I'm seeing a difference and like my body has but changed since I've had a baby. those two things have happened at the same before. time. Don't you find yeah. that interesting? Yeah. I, th I think it's an age thing as well because you see Jennifer Lopez who looks absolutely banging. It's like, I want to look like that when I'm 50. I want to look like that, but I need to start now basically and getting that good routine, getting the habits of stuff. And I think because you look really good for your age, you know, and I'm 12 years younger than you, you know, I've got it up my game a bit. Exactly. You're, you're getting younger, you're like becoming Benjamin Button. <laughs> so eventually we'll look annoyingly like the same age. Listen, NMN and Resveratrol yes. product to launch next year. <laughs> so uh, relationships, we'll talk about it. I want, I'd love to come onto your show and talk about that supplementation. Yeah. It's, for, it's for another time. Relationships, this is really important for men because the other way around, we know men are a bit basic with the best will in the world. There are still a lot of men out there like boobies, bum bum me like, and can't change that basic lizard brain circuitry. However, the other way around, a lot more complex. It is attractive, is it not? A man who is confident, regardless of whether he's Barry Beerbelly or David Beckham. Yeah. Body confidence can be sexually attractive, regardless Absolutely. of the body, especially when you're a man, right? Absolutely. There's, there's Why? Been, uh, that's there's been guys men... that aren't particularly people that I would find attractive, but because they're confident and they've got like a bit of a charm, and I don't like the word swag, but it, you know that that is a word to describe it. Is is that's what's that can be attractive? How can we train that as well as you know getting our Romanian deadlift correct? If that's an <laughs> exercise. I so think. this is why I've written the new book, How to Be Confident, out yes. September first. And uh, so, in essence, what I like to remind people is that. Confidence isn't just your relationship to success, it's your relationship to failure. And when you look at successful people, it's not they're obsessed with success, it's that they're okay with failing. So when a guy comes up to you in the bar very calmly and says, hey, I think you're beautiful, I'd really like your number if you're single. 
it's not that he's some utopian Greek god. It's because he's okay if it doesn't work out. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. the guy comes over like, so I, 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 I'm really sorry, can I, can I get you out? He is concerned if it doesn't yeah. work yeah. out. And then so, looks desperate. Yeah. So the reason I've, I've written this book is that I want people to know they don't have to be 10 kilograms lighter, although it would help. Yeah. But confidence is something you start this afternoon if you really want to. It's something that you can start putting in place tomorrow if you want to. Yeah. Confidence is a decision and outlook and perception on predicting success, not expecting success, predicting success. And when people can understand that, similarly to the videos you put out, if you hold too much responsibility on that video performing the best, mm -hmm. you'll be left disappointed. Mm -hmm. But one of the best things about having these conversations and podcasts is we actually have the really good conversation before anyone listens to it. If no one listens to this episode, this would have been a productive use of half an hour for everyone in the room. So when people can understand that it's not all about how things work out, it can be much shorter than that. And if you can have a better relationship with the next step. So do you mean like enjoy the process, for example? So say like we were gonna try and make a TV show, instead of getting hung up on whether it got commissioned, we would just buzz off making it. And then no one can take that buzz away. No one can take that away from you. Similarly to getting around to the body positivity thing is, if I'm putting in maximal effort, I'm feeling good about myself. If someone walks into this room now and goes, you've got a shit physique for a PT. I'll go, cool, but I'm happy with that. And you can't take that away. The performances I'm getting, if I set my standards to what that person's winning looks like, I'll be left depressed all the time. Yeah. But if I set the success metrics for what I think winning is, no one can take it away. And last year I won bronze at a competition. A top level jiu-jitsu athlete would go that shit. But for me, it was one of the most meaningful moments of the whole year because I'd had a shit year. So we get to set what winning is. And ultimately one thing people forget is all wins feel the same. So whether or not you, I'm sure for you, early on in your comedy career, that first time you got a big laugh in a room full of 15 people versus 1500, mm. that actually feels the same. You don't get an mm -hmm. Uber surcharge in your brain because yeah. there's more people. Although you take and you, you do appreciate that's a bigger audience and you go backstage, that win feels the same. Mm -hmm. People can appreciate that, that it doesn't have to be at these grandiose levels. They can start to be happier with the little steps in front of them. It also stops you getting trapped on the treadmill of I want more. I want bigger pecs, I want a bigger house, I want more debt on a car I can't afford because you get trapped on the I need more to feel happy treadmill, which is dangerous. The stat is, I'm afraid, 90% of men struggle in some way with body dissatisfaction and negative affect, negative opinions of self or negative emotions and thoughts towards one's body. I can only assume that is a lot higher. Looking at pictures of my dads and uncles from the 70s and everyone smiling, looking like shit. So that's uh, obviously a lot higher now. It's really bad, isn't it? I bet if you asked women in the 1970s, 90% of them hated the way they look, and now 90% of men do. So we've gone, we've gone backwards in a sense. It's the blowback from social media. What, what do we do about you're in a long-term relationship, you're in love, everything's great, and one of them loses body confidence? Because that can be unattractive and you would feel awful, wouldn't you? Because it's the right time when that partner needs you but their lack of confidence in themselves is also sexually unattractive and sexual attraction is hard to fake, particularly if you're a bloke. Do you mean lack of confidence or do you mean like one of them's put on weight? No, we're not talking about misplaced body positivity. I feel like we've covered that. We're talking about you're dating a, a girl and she's like, I hate myself, I look like shit. And yeah. like, I think you look fucking beautiful. Like the guy genuinely fancies her. But after a while, being told by a woman, I hate my tits, I hate this, yeah. I hate that it starts to eat into your sexual attraction to her. And I'm pretty sure it was the same the other way around for a woman towards a man. What can yeah. we do in that situation? What's the best way to handle that, do you think? Pre-order that new that. book. Yeah, no, pre-order pre Jay after reading James's book. But I think, again, this is this is where things get difficult because I'm a firm believer that in relationships, you can only control your emotions and your actions. Yeah. 
you can't try and change someone else's emotions and someone else's actions. So, So, you know, it it has to be one of those things where, you know, they do have to end up on a discovery. You can express how you're feeling, but you can't try and influence someone's emotions or actions. So that is where things are tricky. And there does have to be a certain level of, you know, responsibility in the relationship for each party. I think that for you two to be successful as a married couple, you both need to be in charge of your emotions and bring those positive emotions to the other person not expect the other person to make you happy, so. But in, yeah. in, in your opinion then, both of you, is there a small space then for cosmetic procedures within, so not, I'm not talking about ending up like Lion King, like in Essex where I come from, Uno Makata and all that. But I mean, if a woman is so down, for example, she's got lines in her face and that's all she's thinking about, she's totally self-conscious, is it correct to go with what science has given us, small corrective Botox and filler, or is it more correct to work on your self-confidence and live with your lines. Like, what as a society should we be encouraging each other to do? Okay, can I? Can I? Yeah. So, <laughs> so my my heritage is like Italian and Ukrainian. So I had a lot a large nose when I was younger, and, it, and I got bullied at school. Re- you know, really, my confidence is very low, and I had my nose done when I was younger. The best decision I've ever made, and I think so. It all depends. I think like the, the plastic surgery or whatever, or any kind of alteration back then it's slightly different to now i think people are doing it as if like it's a procedure like having you know going to a dentist or something like it's just oh it's, you know it's not it, it shouldn't be taken lightly you know if you are going to have botox or any kind of filler go to someone reputable that's going to do they're going to do the right thing they're not just going to do it to get money they're going to be like no you don't need it or maybe you need this procedure instead i think so that needs addressing mm. that's a different thing but i think all these people that are having fat injections so they've got an hourglass like i've got what do you call them hip dips and that for a point like really used to like oh I hate them now i'm like well i actually like my body now but that's loads of women have hip dips you don't all have the hourglass like kim kardashian got an amazing figure but what she putting in her body to end up like that. And I think that's what's dangerous that people are having all these different procedures. We're just running out of time, sorry. but last remark to James, what do you think? Do you, have you got an opinion on where we should sit on that continuum, like a tiny dot of Botox, not a problem? Or? I think you should sit on it. And the implications, a bit like anabolic steroids, once you start, it's very difficult to get off. Yeah. Because once I've seen how easy it is to bypass the work, wow, why train for a year when I could do it in 12 weeks? Yeah, yeah. But then you get caught up in a cycle of, oh, I won't do it again, maybe once more. And that's why I think with the nose drop, you're only probably going to have it once. Yeah. Once you've had your yeah, nostrils yeah, yeah, redrill. Yeah. But with Botox, with lip piece. filler, with yeah. these little tucks, you're opening the door to go, oh, I like that. And more and more. Yeah. And we see so many celebrities with unlimited money. And you go, how did you end up going that far? And it was the first mistake they made that caused all of that. Mm-hmm. So people, when there is the chance of repeated use, like that's where there needs to be caution. Guys, thank you very much. James Smith, Lindsay Kane. We've been talking about body confidence, another amazing issue of uh, man baggage. If you've come here because you're fans of either Lindsay, you know, who are you? Why are you missing my wife in it? Or if you're fans of James, highly likely, hang around. Do subscribe, do leave a review, do come back. We cover loads of subjects. That's the end of this episode. For the record, I've had no cosmetic procedures apart from one, which I don't regret. I think you'll agree the penis reduction was necessary. See you next time. Cheers. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.